Truth News Network. A political party is willing to crash an entire country just to get rid of one man. What are they so afraid of? And how come nobody's asking that question? Well, one man is. In the relentless pursuit of the truth, you've reached TNN, the Truth News Network. And here's the man asking the tough questions, Dan Newman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TNN Live, a production of truthnewsnet.org, the Truth News Network. Thank you for being here on this Tuesday. I know, I know, this is certainly the busiest month of the year. We're having the year end, all the things we have to do to get ready for the year end. All you big money folks out there, you got to get that money spent so you can write it off on your 2023 tax returns. So you're trying to find ways to spend stuff that you need, not till January, but you know you're going to need it and pay for it in December. As I said that, there's probably somebody that said, man, I didn't realize that. (laughs) I need to check that out. Check with your CPA, please. Don't take my advice. Hey, listen, this day is going to be something special. We've told you over and over and over again, Steve Baker is plugged in. Our very own Steve Baker is plugged into the heartbeat of Washington, D.C. now. And when I say the heartbeat, I'm not talking about the glitter and glamour of the White House and U.S. Congress. I'm talking about all of the above. Steve Baker is plugged in, is plugged in. And he's proving that that every day. And there is a big story. You heard our promotion yesterday all day long. We played it several times so you would know he's here today. He'll be here in about... 55 minutes, and he's going to break down this latest story, but it went live just moments ago on the Blaze Network, the story that Steve's going to break down for us. And so we're going to have a busy day because Washington continues to do what Washington, D.C. does every day, and we've got to focus in on some of the things. You know, I think they deliberately, they being the hard left in the nation, I think they deliberately try to keep so much stuff out there and make it all, everything, everything they're doing, everything they're not doing, everything they want us to hear about, they're making it so busy that it's tough for us to dig through and get the facts. And don't question that as it may not be the whole reason they do it, but it's certainly a big part of the reason they do it. And they're really successful at keeping our focus diverted on things other than what we should be thinking about and working on. That's just the way it works. And so we've got a bunch of things that we need to kick into. We got some inflation news this morning. Uh, We got some information from inside the Democrat Party overnight about someone who Steve Baker's report is going to include. And Steve Baker's influence and story he's going to share with us today has to do with this member of Congress colluding with a bunch of people in the Capitol Police in the aftermath of January 6th. There's a lot of finger-pointing, but it's no longer just finger-pointing, folks. It's facts. Evidence in hand. Facts. 
there was and is corruption at the highest levels of the government of the United States, your government. Wow. Man, I hope it's not just a story. I hope it's factual. Bet your bippy. It is factual. So, how about some Christmas music, huh? I pray on Christmas. That the Lord will see me through I pray on Christmas He'll show me what to do I pray on Christmas He'll help me understand And I pray on Christmas He'll take me by I pray on Christmas, sweet Jesus, that the sick will soon be strong. I pray on Christmas, the Lord will hear my song. I pray on Christmas, sweet Jesus, that God will lead the way. And I pray on Christmas, he'll get I pray on Christmas, I pray on Christmas, I pray on Christmas, he'll get me through another day. Problem gonna be worked out. I pray on Christmas. God'll show us what love's about. I pray on Christmas to do your will each day. And I pray on Christmas that I'll be with you in heaven someday. That's a little jazz sound, right? 
sounds kind of like New Orleans, right? You know why? Because it is. That's Harry Connick Jr. from New Orleans, famous pianist and singer who now lives with his family in a beautiful mansion in Connecticut. (laughs) How do you make that change from South Louisiana, from the Bayou country, all the way up to Connecticut? I don't know. I don't know who Harry Connick Jr. married, but that probably has a little bit to do with where the Connick Jr. family lives today. But boy, he is quite a purveyor of South Louisiana jazz, even at Christmas time. So, once again, I want to say welcome to the show today. It's going to be a big show starting right now. And in our second hour, Steve Baker joins us live from Washington, D.C. today to hammer home some more of the insanity and the lying and the cheating from our government in our government regarding all things January 6th. I'm going to go on record right now. I'm going to say something that somebody's going to say, you're a fool for saying that on this show, where now it's out there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't conspire And I don't go crazy when I just get a thought in my head and think that it probably is true and then I go talk about it. I don't do that. And if you've been here with us, we've been here four years now. We're about to start our fifth year at TNN Live. You know what I'm talking about. We vet, we dig, we find, and we confirm things or facts before we bring them to you as facts. Now, sometimes when the the news world is lit up with some very important things that are going to burn in people's ears. Even sometimes before we're able to get a firm answer, yes, it's factual or no, it's not, we're going to tell you about what's out there, give you the facts that we have at that time, but we will complete our investigation. You'll already know that it's ongoing. And we promise, and we always do, if and when we find out it is a fact, we come back and tell you. We can confirm what we told you was a possibility. And also, the other side is true. If we find out it's not true, we tell you. Hogwash. Don't believe that thing. We have figured out factually it's not true. So why don't we start right there in the show today. Jamie Raskin, congressman from Maryland. Jamie Raskin, in a story that reinforces thoughts of many people think there's really a a uniparty in Washington, D.C., that's a combination of some Republicans and some Democrats. Don't know if that's a fact. It's one of those things. But sometimes the way our lawmakers act, it seems like maybe there's some behind-the-scenes discussions, behind locked doors in secret, going on about specific things that should be either conservative or liberal. And we find out you've got people from both sides that are weighing in on this and it doesn't make sense. Well, U.S. Representative Jamie Raskin is reportedly meeting today and yesterday with Republican lawmakers. They're doing it on a download to discuss quashing the impeachment effort against Joe Biden. It looks like the GOP is going to move to formalize and implement that impeachment inquiry. Looks like they may even have it a vote as early as today. 
the top Democrat on the House Oversight Committee has been informally meeting with Republicans behind closed doors in an effort to persuade them to abandon the impeachment effort against President Biden. Raskin has quietly been meeting with right-wing to more moderate House Republicans that he has close relationships with. That's according to sources with direct knowledge of those conversations. Now, what is that phrase news? What does that mean? When somebody tells you in a story, according to sources with direct knowledge of the conversations between lawmakers, I'll tell you what it means. Some of those people in the conversation are coming out saying, hey, I got to make this go public, but I can't ruin my relationship. So they'll give that information to somebody as long as it is preference to say, according to sources with direct knowledge of the conversations. So citing these sources, a network said the Democrat is looking to counter GOP arguments, investigative steps, and evidence collected throughout the investigation. Now, everybody knows there's a plethora of evidence out there uncontroverted at this particular point, confirmed from multiple sources. That's called evidence. So what does this mean? They are scared. And if I wasn't on the air, I would say the S word less. You know what I'm talking about. They're scared to death. They know this administration and the Democrat Party are under siege from every side. It's not just Joe Biden. It's not just Hunter Biden. And it's not just the Democrat Party. Folks, we're talking about across the spectrum, both sides up and down all the way of the Democrat Party. The Democrat side of this government is being exposed a little bit every day, every week, every month as to how evil, corrupt, and anti-American they are. We could stop right there and spend the whole day and compare notes. We could tell each other what we know, what we've gotten from some sources that are real sources, not just alleged things, real things. Think about that for a minute. We're talking about the number one nation on earth. We're talking about for generations, the most powerful, the fairest, the most equal for all of its citizens, nations in world history. And people at the top, Apparently, now, what I'm about to say is not proven beyond a reasonable doubt, but apparently our own elected lawmakers and some of our unelected politicians that aren't lawmakers have been in the tank self-enrichment and doing things outside the law but doing them in their official capacities to make this government change, to morph this government from what it has been since its foundation 
And when they're doing it, they are constantly pointing towards free conservative Americans, some of them at the top of our government, some of them not even Republicans, just true conservatives that believe in Republican ideals. And they are pointing at those people and blaming those people for doing exactly what these hardcore leftists disguised as peace-loving, democratic people. And they're screaming every day about every person in any kind of leadership that is conservative, that believes in conservative ideology, that believes in true capitalism, that believes in the rule of law and freedom and justice for all, equal treatment under the law, all of those ideals that are enshrined not just in our U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, but on subsequent governing throughout 240 years. Example? You want just one example? We could be here all day, but we can't be here all day. We have much to get into. How about the verbal attacks using one word, one word to attack Donald Trump. They did it before he was elected president. They did it during his presidency. They're doing it today. He wants to destroy democracy. Now, what is democracy? Do you really know the definition? Do you understand that our government is not a pure democracy. It was never envisioned to be that way. It was founded as a representative republic. Now, what's the difference? There are true 100% democratic nations on earth today. Hmm, you didn't realize that. Well, maybe you thought a bunch of them were out there. Well, there are a handful, and here's how they work. A pure democracy in that type of political structure, every citizen has an equal say-so in every political issue that is ever considered to be enshrined in the laws of that country and to be over the operations of every part of that country's government from the top to the bottom. Now, how does that look when you roll it out? You have elections? Well, in a democracy, that's what that's all about, right? That's what we have. No, we have a representative republic that is democratic. In other words, everybody here has a say-so. But the difference is, in those pure democratic countries, every citizen has to vote on every issue, every national issue, not just some. So in other words... They don't have a Congress. Now, our forefathers are pretty bright in that they realized we're going to grow. This nation's going to get big. It's got massive continental structure, 3,000 miles across, 1,500 miles high, and it's going to grow and it's going to expand. And so what we need to do is have representatives elected by the people by the people to go to where the central government is enshrined and will meet 
and craft the laws the way that the people they represent in their separate, now get this, there are 535 lawmakers in D.C. This is Congress. Those people represent the people of America. On the House side, there's 435. Those 435 represent 435 congressional districts. Each one of those people represents all the people that live in that district. On the other side of Congress, there are 100 senators. Every state has two senators that represent that total state and its people in congressional matters. Those are representatives of our government. They speak for us on our behalf. Now, politics, political parties, that's all part of the process that came in after the fact. Our forefathers didn't like it, didn't want it, but the people said they did want it. It's almost like if you remember back in the early days of the children of Israel, they formed the nation, came out of bondage, slavery in Egypt, wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, and then finally they got their own place in the Middle East. And they had leaders. Moses was the first one. But they looked around at other nations and said, hey, we want a king. We got to have a king. And so they bugged God for so long, he finally said, yes, go ahead and do it. And we know the history, the biblical history of what happened. If you don't know much about it, let me challenge you. Read just the book of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles. It's the history of the structure of the Jewish nation. You know what you're going to see? There were more kings that were corrupt, I mean horribly corrupt, than there were that were good. How do you define good or evil? Well, kind of like the way it looks right now. Evil people want to do things for themselves, enrich themselves, pick and choose who gets what, who gets what authority. And then the other side of that is people that want And there were kings that really did represent the people they were over and always did what was best for the people. A total pure democracy is impossible to put in place in this nation. But what they created 240 years ago, it's the longest-lasting, most successful government with the best constitution of any nation in world history. And it works until some people, politicians, they amass like-minded people that don't like being held accountable for the choices and decisions they make. And so they begin to say and come up with these ideas of how they can put a little change in place that lessens the power of those who are represented by these 535 people. 
and the other fe- people that are up that were elected without letting those people know that's what you're doing and make the people think that this is still a representative government, but yet that small group, and that's where authoritarianism comes from, that's a government that includes just a very limited number of people and they're over everything for not just one congressional district or one state. They're over everything, everybody. They control all the money. They write all the laws or they just look at the laws that are there, the ones they don't like. What do they do? They ignore them. They're supposed to hold people accountable for the laws that they don't like. No, they don't do that. Well, they may hold you responsible when you break a law, but them, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) You can't go there. That's not the rule of law. That's not how the uh, the Constitution is structured. In fact, it's 180 degrees away from that. So put that in the context of what Representative Raskin is doing. He's going around trying to get enough members of Congress to quash the impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Listen to what I'm about to say. There's only one reason that would ever happen. Because they know. They know what this inquiry, when it's finished and it morphs into a full-blown impeachment, they know Joe Biden is guilty. Many of them have been part of that process and will be implicated in this. Therefore, Jamie Raskin He's kind of like the messenger going out there saying, hey, hey, you know, you remember when we did this? You were part of that meeting, weren't you? Well, listen, we've got to shut this stuff down. If it gets out, it's going to destroy all of our careers. You know, there's one thing that would end this entire thing in one day. Any idea what it is? We're going to take a break. During this break, think about how could we stop this impeachment inquiry moving forward? What would it take? And could we do it? We'll get into that right after this. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for the $3.99 6-inch sub of the day. How do you want it? Secret DJ set. At a retirement home? Weird. I like it. DJ sandwich in the house. What did he say? Italian BMT 399. I called the EMT. Turkey breast 399. How much? 399. Bingo! Limited time at participating shops. Prices and subs included may vary. Additional charge for extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons applied. We're outside Pilgrim Furniture and Mattress City where parents are disappearing. Excuse me, are your parents in there? Yeah. They can't decide if they should take no interest for 60 months with no money down or an extra $100 off every $9.99 they spend. It's a tough choice. But they've been in there for six hours. 
I want dinner. Parents, if you're a pilgrim, please make a decision. Here's good news. Even with high unemployment, there's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today at mycomputercareer.edu. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Those in the know like to stay in the realm of innovation. Join them. It's easy to keep up with the latest trends and own the latest tech with BMW Select as it offers you the option to drive a brand new BMW every three years. You also get to tailor your deal to suit your pocket and your lifestyle. Visit select.bmw.co.za for more. BMW Select. Dynamic finance for ultimate control. BMW Financial Services is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. Partisan spin? Not here. Identity politics? Go somewhere else. This is TNN, the Truth News Network. Here's Dan Newman. Again, welcome back to TNN Live. A busy day today. Steve Baker at the top of the next hour. He's going to wade into the latest revelations about the wrongdoing and even probable illegal activities of some members of our government. Oh my gosh, that can't possibly be true. Our government, our elected officials, they would never go out on a limb and do something to make themselves look good or give them financial opportunities or more power. They wouldn't do that. They know we, the people, run this government right? That's horse hockey. They know that's the way it's supposed to be, but forget about it ever working like our forefathers intended it to do. And on the most part, it's been doing so. Pretty good job getting this nation and keeping it going for the last couple of centuries. Special counsel Jack Smith, he did something yesterday that just went ring, ding, ding, ding in my head. Before I tell you what that is, let's go back to the question I asked you before we went into that break. How could we stop all of this impeachment stuff right now? One hour. Real simple. If Joe Biden's not guilty and he's not done anything, maybe Hunter did, but Joe Biden did didn't he didn't get any financial benefits or any other type of benefits out of it. So he's out of the the scheme of things. But let's just talk about Joe. He's the one that has the biggest, strongest position in this whole thing. Joe Biden says, look, I told you when I campaigned, I was not going to be the president of the political party, the Democrats. I wasn't going to be the president of the other political party, the Republican Party, I am going to be the president of America, all Americans. And so what I'm going to do, I am going to become, you just watch me, the great uniter. I'm going to bring us all back together after Donald Trump was so divisive and he just split families, states, people of every skin color, religious persuasion. He just divided us all. I'm going to unite the nation. 
What if he had really done that during the last three years? Nobody can credibly say he has. In fact, he's done the exact opposite. But let's go back to the impeachment thing. He could end this thing in one day. He could walk into the attorney general's office and have all these documents with him. He could bring in his attorneys, anybody he wanted to, and say, look, all these claims that have been made against me, personal enrichment being the big one, here are all of our financial records, every possible thing. This will prove that there was no personal enrichment on any of this stuff that I have allegedly been part of, and I want you to prove to the world. I'm not going to. You do it. You take it and prove that I either did it or that I didn't. But the facts are inside of all of these documents and turned around and walked away. Providing that that really was true, that all of the information, all the documentation, financial records, everything, on everything he could even remotely be associated with, the evidence, you know, the things that prove we are or we're not something, and just gave it to the attorney general and instructed him, who, by the way, works for Joe, you get this out to every American. Then we'll make public hearings. We'll do television hearings. We'll bring in experts that will look at all this themselves and tell the people what this stuff means to make sure the American people are comfortable that I really am trying to unite the nation. Wouldn't that be the best way to make it go away? But that operation, that method, it doesn't work in the political party system, at least not in the United States of America. You laughed when I said that because we all know that will never happen. In fact, we'll never know, no matter what happens, if he's found guilty and he's impeached 535 to zero, we still won't know everything that has been going on behind those scenes. Also, we will never know who all is implicated in it. Let me give you an example. Have you looked at the homepage today of truthnewsnet.org? You haven't? <laughs> a little early, Dan. At 1.45 this morning, a story went live, and it introduced a new player in the Biden family syndicate. Not a new player, but one we've never even heard of or even known there was any involvement. Her name is Sarah Catherine Jones. Have you heard that name? Well, how about Sarah Biden? Not Joe's wife, that's Jill. Joe's brother Jim, or James, his wife, is Sarah Catherine Jones Biden. She and Jim have been married for 30 years. She's the check writer. You need to read that story. Who is Sarah Biden? Central figure in foreign cash deals. 
and it goes into intricate detail. And by the way, it details a lot of things that you probably didn't even know. I'm an investigator. I investigate all the time. That's pretty much what I do. Most of every waking moment of my adult life, I'm either watching, looking, or reading, finding things out. Sarah Jones Biden, she is now becoming a key figure in the mushrooming Biden former uh, foreign influence peddling scandal. And the committee, the oversight committee, is trying to talk to her, get her under oath. They've been working on it quietly. No cooperation. I wonder why. Read that story. And again, if you just joined us, you weren't here at the top of the show, Steve Baker's got a blockbuster full of details that he's going to share with us during our second hour today. But I want to go back to Jack Smith. Jack's going crazy right now. You, you know who he is. He's the special counsel that was appointed by Merrick Garland to look into all these Donald Trump January 6th and other stuff. In other words, what we have going on right now is a frantic political impeachment, an attempt, the third attempt to impeach Donald Trump. This one is to make darn sure he can't ever move back in to the White House. And they're doing this during an election season. How many times in previous campaigns for president have we heard about bad things happening by somebody that's running for office or they get implicated with some kind of information that needs to be investigated by the Department of Justice. And all these hardcore sycophants, they immediately jump up and say, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to take any legal action. We're not going to instigate any interference in any election during an election cycle because that would be counter to the representative republic that we live in. They said that over and over and over again over the last 20, 30 years. I mean, it's politics. You can find something bad somebody's done. You don't even have to look hard. And by the way, judicating anybody being bad and doing something wrong or evil or illegal, in many cases without hardcore evidence and even sometimes with the evidence, it can't be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, especially not during a couple-of-month period. And so Merrick Garland himself, I'm not going to launch an investigation during an election cycle. Well, why the heck did you wait three years? Well, the reason you waited three years, two and a half years, whatever it was when this mess started, you knew you were going into an election season and everything that's been done and all of this stuff is to interfere with the election. So I've got some couple of Jack Smith news notes for you. The first one is, we find out, got leaked to the press yesterday, go figure, <laughs> that Smith is planning to present data that was extracted from Donald Trump's cell phone during the January 6th Capitol riot. Yesterday in court, Smith detailed how three expert witnesses will be called on to give their testimony on extracted and processed, 
process data from White House cell phones, including any used by Trump during and after the riot. This finally comes in the ongoing case against Trump in which he's charged with all the stuff you know about. And it's all pointed towards keeping him from running for president. Smith's prosecutor, Molly Gaston, wrote in the filing that, I'm going to quote it, Expert One has knowledge, skill, experience, training, and education beyond the ordinary layperson regarding the interpretation and visual representation of geographic location data. The government expects that Expert One will testify about his or her usage of ArcGIS, that's short for Geographic Information Systems Software, to create a map of the Google location history data produced in response to a search warrant. Specifically, Expert One plotted the location history data for Google accounts and devices associated with individuals who moved on January 6, 2021 from an area at or near the ellipse, that's next to the White House, to an area encompassing the U.S. Capitol building. His or her testimony will describe and explain the resulting graphical representations of that data and is going to aid the jury in understanding the movements of individuals toward the Capitol area during and after the defendant's speech at the ellipse. So what's expert number two going to do? They tell us we'll testify about the process of determining device location, the collection and use of location history data, and location history data produced in response to a search warrant and included in the graphical representation prepared by expert number one. His or her testimony will aid the jury in understanding the movements of individuals toward the capital area during and after the defendant's speech at the ellipse. And then there's another one. Expert three will be brought on to give analysis of cell phone data, including the use of Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Did the president tweet? Well, no, he didn't because he was his Twitter account was gone. <laughs> Expert number three has knowledge, we're told, skill, experience, training, education beyond the ordinary layperson regarding analysis of cellular phone data, including the use of Twitter and other apps on cell phones. The government expects that Expert three will testify that he or she extracted and processed data from the White House cell phones used by the defendant and one other individual. Review and analyze data on the defendant's phone and on individual one's phone, including analyzing images found on the phones and websites visited. Determine the usage of these phones throughout the post-election period, including on and around January 6th, and specifically identified the periods of time during which the defendant's phone was unlocked and the Twitter application was open on January 6th. Oh, my gosh. Do you think there's any meat on the bone? Do you? Let's keep moving. More news. Jack Smith. Greg Jarrett. You know who he is? He's a a real good attorney. He's in an expert on constitutional law, and he's a frequent contributor to Fox News. He said yesterday that Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith's emergency appeal to the Supreme Court, did you hear about this? He wanted to jump all of the courts, 
the appeal courts between the district court and the U.S. Supreme Court regarding the motion that Donald Trump's attorneys filed to determine and get a judge to say that because he was president, Donald Trump is protected about this particular upcoming trial. And so Smith, I don't know why he didn't do it immediately. Trump's motion was filed last week, I believe. But they started thinking. They put their heads together, Jack Smith and his team and Attorney General Merrick Garland and his leaders in the Department of Justice. Probably got Christopher Wray and all those great experts at the top of the FBI. They all put their heads together and made a big rock pile. Well, that's what it really was. Anyway, they said, look, we can't let this linger through the selection cycle. What we want to do is have Trump tried, convicted before the 2024 election. So we don't have the time. We got to hurry up. So what can we do? What about, we know this thing's going to end up going all the way to Supreme Court. Let's just ask the Supreme Court, file a motion to get them to take it up right now and adjudicate if Trump's claims about having immunity during that time period is real or not. So that's what he did. Special Counsel Smith wants to basically butt in front of the line and skip the normal step to send the case directly to the Supreme Court for the expediting ruling. That's what Jarrett said. The Supremes don't like that. And the prosecutor wants the trial to happen in March in the middle of the primaries. Why? Well, he fears that any delay of typical appellate rule would interfere with his plans to get a trial and a conviction before the election, which, frankly, according to Jarrett, smacks of election interference. I think most Americans see it that way, which is why Trump's support continues to go up. And this is Dan speaking here. It going up is what's got him scared to death. You know why? The American people are learning a little bit more every day. You're going to hear some of it in about 15 minutes when Steve Baker joins us, you're going to hear our government, government, not the White House, not that part of it, but every other part of it, especially the Department of Justice and Democrats and Democrat leadership in Congress. They were and are up to their eyeballs in interfering with the election process to keep Donald Trump out of office. The American people have figured this out now. Ooh, what does that mean? That truth thing, you know, it always gets in the way. And if you're somebody that's an evildoer, wrongdoer, cheat, theft, whatever, you certainly don't want to have to go up against facts. You want to be able to create and mold the facts to say exactly what you want them to say. Jarek said, you know, the, the justices will likely see this for what it is, Larry. It's pretty rare for them to accept any case without a decision by the D.C. Circuit Court, so I tend to doubt they're going to take the direct appeal. Well, guess what? They are. In fact, they already inserted themselves in it and gave Trump's lawyers 
emotion a time by next week Trump's lawyers have to answer and give evidence to show what they're basing their desire to make this thing happen and counter what Smith and his attorneys claimed that Trump is going to be proven guilty of. Now, remember this. Who's Jack Smith? Never heard of him. Boy, you really have. He prosecuted a Republican governor, governor of Virginia, Governor Bob McDonald, and he prosecuted him for receiving gifts, and he got him convicted. Well, that's that's pretty darn good. Must have been truth. Well, guess what? The Supreme Court unanimously threw it out. Unanimously. That means those Democrat sycophant Supreme Court justices agreed. He was acting consistent with his sworn duties as president to uphold and enforce all laws, Larry. That includes laws that require free and fair elections without fraud or faulty vote counting, Jared said. And if that's how he's acting, he enjoys absolute immunity. He being, of course, Donald Trump. Did you notice how quickly, after several months, you remember the documentary 2,000 Mules? You remember that? That was one of the most comprehensive and evidence-filled documentaries I've ever seen on any subject about any issue. It was incredible. And it, it included evidence, video evidence. We saw these mail-in ballot mules night after night in the dark of night in Philadelphia and Atlanta, Georgia, coming to the same drop-off points with hundreds of filled-out mail-in ballots and stuffing those ballots into those election holders. And everybody was like, finally, we've got evidence against it. But you know what happened? The evidence in that, without question, implicated Dominion voting systems, voting machines. That's all I'm going to say about it because I'm listened to. I just looked, as I always do when Steve's coming on. Our friends from Langley, Virginia are listening to the show right now, and I don't want to be caught up in some kind of legal action against me. I am just relaying to you what I saw with my own eyes and not interpreting it. But we do know that lit the fire under the Dominion voting machines, and they filed a massive multi-billion dollar lawsuit against Fox News and a bunch of under individuals. And they have done their best and in most cases have been effective destroying the careers of a whole lot of people. And all these people did was base an opinion on what they saw and publicly spoke out about it. And it all of a sudden it quieted down. Even normally very loud Republicans, we can't talk about that. We got to shut up. We can't get into that anymore. Look what they did to Fox News. Look what they're doing to attorneys. Look what they did to the pillow guy. They went after them all with a vengeance. 
and where they hit them was where their incomes, their lives are centered around what they do, not about around who they are. That hasn't changed. But who has, and and this is the same thing about these J6 people that are locked up in jail today, still hundreds of them, with scant evidence. And much of the evidence was presented and testified to in court that we already know a bunch of it was perjured. It wasn't truth. You're going to hear about more of that from one specific person. And oh, by the way, Jamie Raskin is part of this charade, this illegal action that took place and has been proven beyond any reasonable doubt. And Steve Baker will tell us more about it. Now, before we go to break, we've got one break to do before Steve comes on. But before we go to that break, Tucker's back in the saddle. I don't know if you like Tucker Carlson. I think he is the most straight-on, right-on member of the media. Somebody that gives no heck about coloring or flowering up anything he says. If he says it, he knows it's true or he doesn't say it. And when he says it, he gets in your face. What's he doing now? He was on... Megyn Kelly's show. I like Megyn Kelly. I hate it when she left Fox. She got crossways with people upstairs, and it was over a multitude of uh, sexual innuendos that kept happening over and over and over again by people of Fox News. And so she left. Anyway, Tucker, similar thing happened to him at Fox News, but it wasn't over sex stuff. He got caught up because he, when he was on the air at Fox News, had the number one show there for years at night. He would talk about it, anything and everything. Nothing was sacred. If it was factual, if it was important, he would find evidence, proof, and he would report the truth. Included in that was some of the election interference stuff that we just told you about that happened that was revealed in that documentary, 2,000 Mules, and so Dominion sued Fox, and they specifically targeted Tucker as an employee of Fox. Fox settled that, and subsequent to that, days later, they fired Tucker Carlson with no advance notice. Now, why would they do that? Why would any network destroy their number one moneymaker, I mean, it's not like he did some kind of sexual violence to anybody. He was a good guy. Everybody liked Tucker. Now, he's abrasive in many ways. He's a fat guy. He's an in-your-face guy. But that's okay. Everybody's got a different personality as long as it didn't get violent and get really nasty, which it didn't. There was never a report about that. So Tucker with Megan... Here's what he said about what's happening right now is this whole anti-Trump thing comes back around for the fourth or fifth or sixth or 20th time. And now they're making it very obvious, Jack Smith is, he wants Trump in jail before the election. Seriously, not just tried. They want him convicted 
and in jail. So last night, Tucker and Megan were talking, foretelling violence, real violence in the United States. Tucker warned the establishment what may come if the perceived political persecution of Donald Trump, if they keep it up. And this came on the same day that Jack Smith did his stuff. Now, in particular, Tucker spoke how the public could respond given the barrage of one injustice after another experienced by Trump in the recent years and across the nation, concerns over election integrity to more generalized economic woes. American people don't trust the government anymore. Look at their favorability ratings for Congress. They're in single digits. They'll bounce from about 8 or 9 up to 14 or 15. That's a big deal. This is part of the group of the most powerful people in the nation. Priming the topic on her podcast, The Megyn Kelly Show, Megyn spoke specifically about what might happen if Trump's convicted of interfering with the certification of the 2020 presidential election, as she suggested if U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin place the president in jail pending appeal before the election. And they both agreed, she and Tucker. Country's going to burn. Now, I'm not calling for violence, but there's no way the Trump base is not going to be beside itself with anger at that level of deprivation of being able to just simply vote for the candidate of their choice. That's what's being taken away here. So, Tucker responded, he said, quote, if you leave people no alternative, then what you, what you, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, the whole point of electoral democracy is that it's a pressure relief valve. Takes people who are very frustrated with the way things are going, gives them a way to express themselves legally, have their desires heard, and ultimately their will done to be represented in a peaceful way. If you take that away, if you stage an unfair election, and Tucker said this, which 2020 was, you know, if you suppress information that voters need to make an informed decision, you're rigging the election. And they did that. So if you keep doing that and people are like, wait, I have no economic power. You've devalued my currency So it's like $11 for a dozen eggs and my vote doesn't matter anymore? Well, then what do I have? What power do I have? And you're going to get violence if you keep this up. Say what you will. He's right about that. Americans, we've had enough. I mean, literally, we've had the left... On every level in our government, we've had them in our faces for years now. They don't care about righteousness. They don't care about being nice. That doesn't matter here. They know what they want and what they don't want. And in this case, folks, they have sold the farm for one reason, to stop Donald Trump. I don't think it's going to change anytime either. I don't think any of this is going to change it. Try as we may as conservatives, this thing has taken on a life of its own.
Speaking the truth, the left doesn't want you to hear. TNN, the Truth News Network. Great shadow legends. I mean, <laughs> you pick your champions, they're glorious, and their shields, oh, they glisten like uh, wet otters. But the bad guys, they're Lovecraftian, they're spooky, they're um, um, big. And then you go to battle, and it's like... And finally, your foe is vanquished, and that satisfaction is such a primal feeling. Ooh. Download Raid Shadow Legends. Play for free. Grab an ice-cold can of Celsius and stay active and energized all day. Celsius is better for you energy, made with premium ingredients, zero sugar, and seven essential vitamins, with no high-fructose corn syrup, no aspartame, no preservatives, and no artificial colors or flavors. Celsius is just the essential energy you need to keep you fueled and active all day. Celsius, essential energy, live fit. Now find Celsius at Celsius.com or a retailer near you. So, we told you Steve Baker was going to be with us in our second hour, and uh, Steve's always with us in this second hour unless he's otherwise occupied, but he is back in his favorite place on earth to be. Well, maybe outside of North Carolina. He's back in D.C. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you, Dan? I'm good. Now, we talked over the weekend. You were in uh, North Carolina, and we actually talked about some cigars and fun and neat things. And your (laughs) band, your longtime band, how long was your band together? The band was together uh, since 1995, and that was... um, just five years before I joined, I joined the band in, in 2000. Um, and then it was about a year after that, uh, that the, the guys discovered that I would, had a history in the music business and demanded that I take over the management of the band. I didn't want that. I, I didn't want to be involved in the, I just wanted to play trumpet again. You know, I, I, I hadn't played in several years at yeah. that point, And I just was looking, looking to just be a musician and not be in the business side of music. And, they, and so I, it's, it's a funny story because um, every time after a rehearsal or whatever, they would always ask me what I did for a living. And I would always lie to them. I would tell them I was in the CIA. I would tell them, you know, I just make up <laughs> stories about what I did for a living because I did not want them to know that I was actually made a living in the business of music. And so once they finally got it out of me and they turned over the band to me, uh, we, we made some, I made some significant changes and, and the band became more popular and began to, uh, you know, be, get some renown in, in the mid-Atlantic region of, uh, of the country. And so uh, a few years later, we uh, did an album uh, of original music, and that caused us to have to go through a name change. The band was originally called Soul Kitchen and the Bull City Horns, because the Bull City is Durham, North Carolina. We were, the, all the guys that founded the band were out of uh, Durham. And so... Um, uh, it turns out there were 17 other soul kitchens around the world. And so we had to change the name of the band when yeah. we released the album. And when we did that, uh, we settled on Bull City Syndicate. And that became our name uh, for the, the remainder of the time of the band. And then because of everything that's been happening in my life over the last several years, or particularly the last three years, it's become much more difficult for me to switch gears uh, from uh, chasing these stories and um, doing the investigative work that I'm doing and then running back home and uh, preparing for a show, that sort of thing. So I made the decision a few months ago to retire the band. And so our final show was on Friday 
And so it was, you know, it was a, it was an emotional time for me sure. and, uh, and not, not an easy thing to let go of after 23 years. And so I had, uh, I had acquired, I had acquired the ownership of the band uh, a couple of years after the album came out. And so it was mine to make the decisions about. And so, um, uh, I think, you know, for me it was time and, and, uh, that's what happened. So here I am back in DC, uh, essentially, uh, reinventing my life at this time of my life is quite a, quite a thing. Cause you know, what I'm doing right now is something I always did as a hobby on the side, yeah. but never expected to be in the captain's seat of my life, but that's where it is. And for those of you that know me maybe, but you don't really know me, I don't monetize TNN live in any way or truthnewsnet.org started as a hobby and it's morphed into something that I do. It's not me. This is something I do. And uh, I love doing it. I've met some of the greatest people on earth and I have really good friends. Steve's from the same town I'm from, Shreveport, Louisiana, and we knew of each other, but we really didn't get to know each other until the week after January 6, 2021. And since then it's history. We've become not just friends, but good friends. And uh, we kind of feed off each other. We don't, this is not the only time that he, she, he and I, I, I said she. I apologize. Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. Well, you, 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 you misgendered me. <laughs> you know? That's a capital that's offense, that's isn't it? <laughs> that's it. That's illegal in some countries. You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. But anyway, Steve is on a, he's on a long journey. And he has become one of the best journalists regarding pretty much everything around January 6th and everything that's happened since and why. And people in big time media, I remember I watched the first time he went on, he, he works with Blaze Network now, but the first time he went on with Glenn Beck on his show, and this is what, three months ago, four months ago? Hadn't been that long Something ago. Like that. Right. Uh, you know, we've been talking, Steve's been here for a year or two, and we've talked about the January 6th stuff as all this began to really get a lot of steam behind it. And the stuff that Steve had found out that he's talked to all of you about for months, they didn't know it. And he would say things when he was talking to Glenn that I knew about and Glenn was just floored, and it wasn't like one or two or three. It was like a dozen things on that first show. And they just couldn't believe this could happen in the United States of America. But not only did it happen and much, much more, and you're going to hear a little bit about that in just a second, but I just wanted to let people know where you are. And by the way, it's Bull City Syndicate, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the name of the that was the name of the band. It's a, it, they they play good music. If you want that album, you can you can still get it on YouTube, can't you? Yeah, uh, you get it on YouTube. You can uh, grab it on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you grab your music. Uh, it's still out there, still available. And Steve is one of the, and I'm a musician, longtime keyboard guy. He's an amazing trumpet player, one of the best I've ever heard. All that being said, buddy. We got a big story that came out this morning on Blaze Network. We teased it here on the show all day yesterday. I'm going to shut up and let you morph right into this and tell us exactly what you have discovered and where we are right now and what you expect in the near future 
regarding this because this is going to change the whole landscape of the January 6th story. Well, I'll tell you, Dan, you know, and your many of your listeners know that I have been on this particular path for over a year. Uh, when I say this particular path, this particular case, I became very, very suspicious of uh, corruption inside the Capitol Police Department's leadership back during the Oath Keepers trial. That was the result of what I perceived at the time when my own radar began pinging into the red that these officers were lying in their testimonies in the trial. And I, I didn't believe for a moment that these guys came up with these lies on their own. Uh, there, there's somebody in a star chamber somewhere who was uh, sitting around a table that had figured out how they were going to frame the Oath Keepers. And one of the things they had to do to seal the deal was to get these perjured testimonies from these officers. And so the only way we could prove that was to get our hands on the Capitol Police um, closed-circuit television videos. Well, that wasn't made available until uh, the Republicans gained their slim majority in the House of Representatives back this past January. And McCarthy was the speaker at the time. And what they did, rather than making all of those videos public, as he promised, to the whole country, they at least set up some terminals there uh, uh, here in the, the, the Capitol for us to go in for um, a few people, hand-selected few people to kind of test the waters. We were basically guinea pigs at first, and I was one of the first five guinea pigs to help them uh, flesh out the, the procedures for giving access to this video. And so during that time, I knew exactly where I was going. When I got that access, I knew exactly what I was going to be looking at, exactly where I was going in these videos, and this is not an easy process with over 1,700 cameras and 41,000 hours worth of uh, video to parse through, but fortunately, I knew where to go, and as a result of that, we began to define, we began to find these discrepancies in the testimonies. We were releasing these stories about Capitol Police, uh, Officer Harry Dunn, uh, Special Agent David Lazarus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, every time we, we finish what you think is a finished story, there's more layers to that onion. There's much more that we find. Every time we pull back a layer, there's more there, and it gets deeper, and it gets deeper. So this is this is what came on my radar screen last week in the process of uh, digging through all of this, uh, um, you know, pile of, of and, and it's really it's really tough because the, the the deceptions and the corruption are so deep that it's hard to choose which one you're going to focus on at one time. But this past week, I discovered that there had been an anonymous letter, and it was publicized. It did. It, the, the mainstream media did publish it. I believe CNN went first, and Vanity Fair, and CBS, and a couple of other uh, mainstream uh, news agencies put this letter out. And it's, a, it's a, an anonymous letter on Capitol Police letterhead and it basically was taking a very hardline partisan political position against the um, members of the uh, uh, Republicans in that in the in Congress that were opposed to a select committee that, that Nancy Pelosi was putting together for the investigation of January sixth uh, uh, affairs, and and so this was a very partisan political letter. Anybody that knows anything about uh, Anybody that works for the government, and whether whether you're a cop or otherwise, you're, you're not supposed to take. I mean, that's the point. Unless you're an elected official, you're not supposed to take a partisan position at all. 
and especially law enforcement, and especially those who guard both Republicans and Democrats and, and Congress and protect their lives, these guys are supposed to be as nonpartisan as anybody can possibly be. And more importantly, the Capitol Police themselves as an organization do not comment on or speak about legislation in any way, shape, or form uh, for or against. It's just not what they do. And so for someone to release an anonymous letter on Capitol uh, Police letterhead uh, basically was in tremendous violation of several Capitol Police uh, rules and regulations policies. And so uh, use of time, use of uh, resources, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then this letter was published and, and then it kind of, you know, the story kind of went away and nobody ever followed up and was curious about what happened to whoever these officers or officers were that uh, published this letter that was against policy. Nobody ever heard of any discipline act, disciplinary action. Nobody ever named his name. Well, <laughs> Dan, we figured out who it was. And, and it went much deeper than that. So here's, here's where that story begins. It turns out that back in May of 2021, just a, a four months after the um, incident on January 6th, that Jamie Raskin was lobbying for the formation of this uh, uh, House Select Committee. And we're talking about Representative Jamie Ra Raskin, from uh, Democrat from Maryland. And he... And uh, lo and behold, our, our favorite uh, Capitol Police officer, Harry Dunn, uh, were having discussions about this, and Raskin encouraged him to put out this anonymous letter. So Harry Dunn uh, went and found Capitol Police letterhead. He did not, he's not, you know, he's not a wordsmith, let's just put it that way. I mean, I know he has a book deal, I know his book is now published, it came out in October, and it's on the streets. I don't recommend anybody read it, but the point being is, is that um, he had to seek assistance in writing this letter, and he did. He actually went to the Capitol press pool of the actual media correspondents that hang out in their little room at the Capitol and met with them. He says, according this is according to Harry Dunn himself, is that he got female, several female members of the press pool to assist him in putting this letter together. Uh, then he went and made copies. He uh, used Capitol Police copy machines. He used his own email address. He, in the process, he's violating policy after policy after policy as a law enforcement officer with the Capitol Police. And then he delivered copies of that to uh, Raskin's office and his chief of staff, who then dutifully passed it out to all the congressional chiefs of staff throughout throughout Congress. And then he handed a hard copy to a correspondent from CNN by the name of Whitney Wilde, and she is their law enforcement correspondent. And that is where it all happened. And that was on May 19th. By the 20th, it was published. By the 21st, they already had figured out that it was Harry because he wasn't smart enough to hide his tracks. When you use when you use the uh, the the printing machines, uh, copying machines at the at the uh, at the Capitol, you know they all of that is tracked. Everything is you know there's there's a record of everything that gets copied up there. And then of course he used his Capitol Police email address, and so they found they had him pegged within a day or so. So that's that's all well and good, except 
the story gets better and better and better. He gets called in for disciplinary review, and during that process, when he was first approached, he lied about it, which should have been, as we know, is what they call a terminable offense, uh, what they call that, meaning he should have been should have fired from his position uh, at the Capitol Police. And additionally, because he committed an act which itself was deceptive, being in an anonymous letter and a violation of policy in doing that, but then lying to the investigative uh, arm of the Capitol Police that he did it, he did, of course, later fess up because they had him dead to rights. But when he first told them the lie, that should have meant that he had, in his disciplinary report, should have been put on what's called the Lewis List or the Lewis Registry. And that's a registry of actions, of disciplinary actions of law enforcement officials nationwide that committed acts of perjury, they lied to their departments, deceptive acts of any kind. And that Lewis list is specifically there to prevent law enforcement officers who can't tell the truth from being able to testify in trials. You know where I'm going with that, Dan, right? Absolutely. So, so, so suddenly we had yet another officer who should never have been allowed to testify in those January 6th trials, specifically that Oath Keepers trial that I covered last year, and that I stepped out of the, the courtroom every Tuesday and spoke to you live on the air. And that officer who testified on October 31st, Harry Dunn, should have never been there. But officer that testified after him was um, uh, David Lazarus, Special Agent David Lazarus, who was on Nancy Pelosi's security detail. Uh, we have a story coming out very soon that will prove that he also should have never been allowed to testify for similar reasons. And that's let, all I can say about that one at the moment. Let's uh, let's put this in the perspective, the real perspective, the only one that matters. Uh, Steve, a question. He testified. Yes. He testified in some Oath Keeper trials. Um, how many of those people are in jail? All of them. <laughs> no, the, the uh, of the um, uh, in the initial trial that he testified in, uh, there were all five were convicted uh, of multiple offenses. Uh, the, the worst, of course, was um, uh, Stuart Rhodes. He was convicted of seditious conspiracy. He got eighteen years, and then uh, Kelly Meggs, also convicted of sedition, seditious conspiracy. Uh, he got twelve years, and Kelly Meggs is the man that stood and led the guys that stood in front of Harry Dunn and protected him in the Capitol that day. And that's why Harry was there to tell the lie on the stand that that was not what happened. But of course, as I said, we are putting together all the pieces of this puzzle and I'm up here in, I'm up here in DC. I'm back in the video room again this week. Uh, I'm here all week doing exactly that same thing that led me to these initial discoveries. So now that this is getting out across the nation and it's, it's pinging. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody hears something, sees something, and it counters the politically correct narrative that's been on the street for years, literally years now, believe it or not. Um, and then when some fact comes out where somebody is recognized as being a part of it and it not being a good part of it, being the prosecution of these people with testimony, his testimony under oath in every one of these trials 
he perjured himself. Now, besides, uh, besides the obvious that will probably happen to him over this or should happen to him, what's going to happen to the people that are behind bars? This, this is this is a very frustrating aspect about this because one thing that is taking place uh, is first of all these these are these are huge discoveries that we're making that in normal times let's talk about that for a moment in normal times the mainstream press outlets would be doing follow-ups so you know for instance if um, look when um, Woodward and Bernstein when they discovered and the, the Watergate break-in, and they began putting the pieces of that puzzle together. And it took them two years before they finally rolled out the whole thing. And they were speaking to people off the record and behind the scenes, and they had their deep throat guy, and they had all this, all the pieces that finally were able to come together and prove uh, the, the Watergate break-in happened and was directed by President Nixon. When they did that, did, did the other news agencies around the world embargo that story? No. Of course not. Everybody big, yeah, out. everybody wanted. That's the biggest news, and until that point, probably um, since World War II. Yeah, so everybody wanted a piece of that, and of course, obviously, the New York Times that would write stories on it, the Los Angeles Times, uh, the Shreveport Journal. Does that even exist anymore? Nope. <laughs> no, it's gone. But but all of them, all of them were were jumping on that story, and what's happening in this case is the MSM, or the mainstream media, as we, we call them. They are circling wagons around this. They are embargoing this story because this story begins to reveal the weaknesses in Nancy Pelosi's uh, famous quote that she wanted to establish and preserve the narrative of January 6th through her committee and all of her other doings up there related to that. And this does not comport with the narrative that starts taking it down. And we have evidence of the biggest trial in America in 2022 was that first Oath Keepers trial. And we now have evidence that the Department of Justice put up with knowledge, with foreknowledge, two officers that they know lied and that they know we're lying in those trials, they may have, I don't have evidence of this, they may have even known that both of these officers had disciplinary reports about their previous acts of deception in Capitol Police investigative reports, and that they may or may not know that neither one of those officers should have even been there. At the very least, those defense teams should have had access to this information and should have known about it so that they could call their integrity into question on the stand at the very least. But really, had had the truth been out there as it should have been, neither one of these guys should have been allowed to testify on that trial. Just a heads up for you, Langley's listening in today. They've been listening to the whole show today. Just want to tell you that. Hey, guys. You hey and guys, I, uh, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry if, Christmas. If, if they want you, <laughs> of course, the reason they started coming here was because you were on the show. If they want you, they know where to get you. And if they want me, <laughs> hey, I mean, it is what it is. We're not telling yeah. falsehoods. We're just talking about evidentiary proven things. 
Now, let me ask you this. I got a couple of questions for you, and I don't want to take a lot of time because I know you're really uh, on a short fuse there. But what can realistically come out of this? And can it come out of this? And when I say come out of it, I'm talking about getting outside of uh, your your website, our website, Blaze Network's broadcast, and their site. What can we expect or when can we expect this to begin to break at a national level? We all know mainstream media, when it's any bit of news that comes out that's negative to any Democrat, they'll sit on it as long as they can, but at some point they're always forced to recognize the wrongdoing. And, of course, that's only if and when whatever the evil do is exposed and who did it is exposed. Can that happen before the 2024 election, in your opinion? We, yeah, we, we should not be having to work. I should not be having to do half of the work that I'm doing right now in order to get this, um, uh, get, get what would, as we said, in a normal world, but already be taking place. In a normal world, there would be uh, the... U.S. District Judge, a, uh, an appellate court, would have looked at this story and would have um, probably at the very least declared a mistrial, vacated the Senate, the uh, uh, convictions, um, would have uh, maybe even bounced these guys out of their jail cell and said, send them home until you, the DOJ, clean this up and decide whether you want to retry them or not without the perjury part of the trial, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the, these are the things that would happen in a normal world. We don't live in that world anymore because we have a weaponized Department of Justice who is ignoring this themselves. They're all, and, and by the way, you and I both know this. They're, they're paying close attention. We know we monitor their, we monitor their comms. We have sources on the inside. We have sources inside the DOJ. We have sources inside the Capitol Police. I published just last week a screenshot of an actual internal Capitol Police email that they sent around to leadership talking about watching my story about Special Agent David Lazarus and thankful at the time that it wasn't getting too much traction. <laughs> just what we, just what you and I were talking about. Yeah. So they, they, so they know that I'm watching them just like they're watching me. And we've got, we've got sources inside the Capitol Police from all the way down to private up until I won't say what rank. And, and so the point being is, is that, is that they know that their corruption is about to be revealed. And so your question was, when will this become a national story? Well, as I said, I shouldn't be having to do half the work I'm doing because of half the work I'm doing is I'm meeting with attorneys general. I'm meeting with governors. I'm meeting with legislators. I'm meeting with congressmen. I'm meeting with congressional staff members. I'm meeting with congressional investigators because until I can make sure that the either committees are formed, hearings are called, these people are subpoenaed to testify, and until that happens, this is and, and then we force the mainstream media to turn their cameras and their microphones and their you know uh, quills to this story, we're not going to get the traction we need, and we're not going to get the justice that, are, that is actually needed, not just real justice for these individuals who have been prosecuted unfairly, prosecuted illegally, but more importantly, we need justice 
aimed at those who made this happen, Dan. We need to find out the names of those that sat on that star chamber who planned to frame up these people for crimes they did not commit and then brought in false testimony, manufactured evidence, and made this happen. When we get those guys in front of the hearing hearings on Congress, or we get those guys in their own trials having to answer for their own criminality, then we'll have real justice. Well, they'll be forced. Mainstream media will be forced to cover it when that begins. That's correct. What's going to yep. make it begin? Listen to what I'm about to tell you, people. Right now, the name of this story that went live on the Blaze News Network this morning is Blaze News Investigative Writer Calls Foul on Hero, Capital Cop, Harry Dunn, Capital Police, The Press. Oh, my gosh. The Press. I wish they would have specifically named CNN, but I, they didn't. Uh, the Press. They did in the article. <laughs> yeah. The Press, Democrat Congressman. That's the name of the story. As we speak in two minutes, the Blaze story that was published this morning is going live on truthnewsnet.org. You can get Dave Urbanski is the one that wrote the story, but Steve is quoted all through it and he's named throughout it. It's his data that made this story happen, but it is there. Now, reading it is one thing. Reading it only means that you, you people listening, will know the facts. What we've got to do to start this accountability where all of the wrongdoers that participated on anything on either side in the conversation on uh, January 6th are exposed and what they did and what they didn't do and what the outcomes are. The only way we can get that done is if you share this story on your social media pages, do an email blast. If you've got an email list of some kind, copy and paste the link and send it out. If we do that, it's going to open some eyes. And you know how sharing in a big organization, how it works. One person sends it out to 100 people. The 100 people send it out to 100 people. In just a matter of a couple of days, we can have several million people that are reading and getting the facts. And when the people get enough coordination among themselves you can get a whole lot done, at least get people's attention, those people who can actually get into the mechanism of getting things done, even if that's only forcing these people to come before a court and answer for the wrongdoings that they have perpetrated that have sent people to jail, lives totally destroyed forever. Let me, let me add to uh, what you just encouraged everyone to do right there. Um, first of all, if you have a Facebook account, just go to my Facebook page. It's very simple. It's uh, TPC for USA. Uh, it's TPC, the number four USA. It's facebook.com forward slash TPC for USA. And, and, the, and the, the name of the page is my name, Steve Baker. And, and so you can go to that page. You'll see right at the top, this article is linked there. You can forward it. You can tag your congressman. You can tag your senator. You can tag anybody else that you want to. Uh, and 
you can forward it, share it there. I encourage you to do that. If you're on Twitter or what is now called X, go to my X account. It's the same call sign, same uh, uh, name, TPC4USA, at TPC4USA. And it's right at the top. I pinned it to the top today. And you can share it there. And I highly encourage you to tag it and uh, tag your congressmen there. But also tag the important guys in the chain that are responsible for investigating the Capitol Police. Uh, you need to, you need to um, uh, tag uh, uh, Congressman Brian Steele. He heads and is the chair of the um, House Administration Committee, which oversees um, the Capitol Police. And then also you need to tag um, uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk. Uh, he is actually doing great work. Steele, not so happy with his work, but Loudermilk is doing great work. We need to tag uh, Steele uh, and, and, and encourage him to do better work and to get more proactive on this investigation. Loudermilk's doing great work in investigating the Capitol Police. And then, uh, obviously, it never hurts to tag the speaker, uh, your friend of mine, <laughs> Speaker Mike Johnson, and, uh, and let these guys know that this is important to us and that this corruption, because this is only the tip of the iceberg, Dan. I mean, we, we, know, we already know so much more that's going on in the Capitol Police, and they know that I know it, and they know that it's coming. We just have to be careful. We have to be slow. We have to be accurate. We have to have all the facts. As they say, you know, every uh, I dotted, T crossed, and we have to have it exactly right because if we don't get it perfect, you know, the mainstream media will then show up and they'll attack us um, if we get anything wrong whatsoever. So if, this is why these things take time and, and it's slow and it's plotting. And that's why I'm spending half of my time here rather than doing the investigative work. I'm, I'm spending half of my time meeting with uh, congressmen and staff members. And, and I, there's no other way to say it. I'm lobbying to get these guys to act. If nothing happens, this whole thing has been fruitless. And people are going to, they'll continue to pay the price they're paying right now. And these people are going to walk free. I mean, this is the United States of America. This is where the rule of law is supposed to dominate what and who are held accountable for things. And when you break the law, and by the way, perjury is something, it's a law that people can't break without impunity, with the exception of this case. When you're a Democrat, you're a heavyweight Democrat like Nancy Pelosi, whose single purpose in all of this was to destroy not just Con, uh, conservative America, but to destroy her number one enemy, which is Donald Trump, and wanted to enshrine it in history as being factual. But then there's this thing called the truth. Steve, we tell our people all the time, we investigate before we report on items. And sometimes we run into something that's out there and we want them to know it's out there, but haven't been able to yet to confirm that it really is real, we'll tell them about it, and then we'll say, hey, look, we wanted you to know this is out there. We have been unable to confirm it yet, but we will. We just want to go ahead and let you know that it's out there. When we confirm it's bad or good, we'll come back and tell you that. That's journalism. That's real journalism. It's not Everybody in major media every morning at 6 a.m. Washington, D.C. time 
having a conference call in which all the major networks and newspapers, their reporters dial in. You have to have a special uh, permission and a number that's given specifically to you to listen and you coordinate with each other the big stories of the day. That is factual. I actually, the last time, the original one they had, I found out accidentally what the number was and I called in one day. And I didn't say anything. I just listened to the stories. And I mentioned it later, and word got back to whoever was in charge of the number, and, and they changed the number again. That's real. That's been happening, and it's, it's happening now and been happening for, for years. They want to cover everything up that is any way pro-conservative for anybody, any issue in the United States. And to do that, Facts don't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. It's whatever fits their political narrative of the day. Steve-O? No, that's exactly correct. And I will tell you right now, right here, that one of the things that you said a moment ago is that people are going to languish and they're going to suffer if this doesn't, if this story is not made to be a national story and if action is not taken. But more importantly and more ominously, Dan, is that if we don't get the action on these stories, then what does that mean? That means that the DOJ, the FBI, the Capitol Police all know that they can get by with this level of corruption. They can get by with this level of deception, and they're going to take it, and they're going to bring it to your house. They're going to bring it to my house. They're going to bring it to every American's house, and we will, at that time, be living in a police state. As we were just talking, I reached over and I pushed the publish button. That story just went to 600,000 truthnewsnet.org readers. So if you want to be able to get information like that, you go to our homepage and just enter. You'll see it. It's It's called a subscription, but it's not a subscription. We don't sell anything. It's just to give us your name, your first name, if that's all you want, and your email address. Anytime a story goes out like just did, this story we're talking about, you would get an instant notification the story's out, and you click on a link, and it'll take you right to it. Do the same thing as Steve told you about getting his Twitter page and his other information because there's a lot of information that's out there, and purposely the left likes to make sure there is far more than are factual to keep us confused. What do you believe when you hear different sides of the same issue? They're doing that purposely. We all need to be responsible to make sure we get the facts on every issue that are important. And you can do that now. Steve-O, as always, you're amazing. You're welcome here. You're in our prayers. I know uh, you're now in some uh, targets that you haven't been in previously. And uh, thank you for your courage to stick on this. Keep us posted. And anytime you need an audience here, you've got a big one already of your own. But if you need this one, you know how to get us. Just give us a jingle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. You know, I will. Thank you, sir. Be safe. All right. I will. See you soon. Take care, Dan. Once again, Steve Baker, he's an honest guy. And that means when you're honest and if you're in the business, the news business, you don't lie about it. You give the people the facts and encourage them to confirm them like we were just talking about. We can all do that and get this story and share, share, share. 
Now more than ever, you need the truth. Real news. Real truth. TNN. The Truth News Network. What is Coca-Cola? Is it an excuse to get together? Since 1886, Coca-Cola has been passing on smiles from generation to generation. We've been giving kids scholarships. Like the early birds and the all-nighters. And you get to enjoy what matters most. Coca-Cola. Drink up. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Yes, any story that is published at truthnewsnet.org, absolutely any story. And also, you can pick up this podcast every day, just minutes after the show goes off the off the air live at 11 a.m. Central Time, your favorite podcast supporting place, uh, Apple's, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of them pick up the show, TNN live. And you can go there and grab it. You can download any of those. You can share them with other people. It's about getting more people hearing and seeing the facts that we have investigated and others like Steve and myself have investigated to bring facts on important issues to everybody. Moving on to another source. I know you heard about those three universities, Ivy League University presidents testifying before Congress last week. And one of them, UPenn's president, she was forced to resign on Saturday. Harvard University president Claudine Gay, she was probably the most vile of what she refused to say or admit in testimony. And all three of them, by the way, came back after the fact and went public and apologized for saying those things about what their universities were doing to keep Jews from being attacked. None of them would even answer the question of anti-Semitism and what it constituted and was anti-Semitic actions okay on their university campuses. None of the three would say, we can't let that happen. And she was the worst. She was expected to be canned. But she got a massive amount of support from people on her campus, people that work with her and for her, professors, several hundred of them. They came in and said, we don't want Harvard to cut her loose, force her to resign. And it was announced just an hour or two ago, she is going to stay, at least for now. And I will say this, I'll go on record, it will not last much longer because the pressure from all sides on Harvard University, it's ramping up at epic 
speed. And they need to stop this diversity, equality conversations and taking on the right to be able to determine what is right for everybody else. Listen, human beings are individuals. We are born with the ability to sponge, which means learn, pick up things for ourselves. We have the right to discern what things are good or what are bad in our world and to take knowledge and digest it in our own minds and our own hearts and our own circumstances and determine where we want to fit in. But yet, look back at the last few years. I mean, they've weaponized you having an opinion that sex is binary. It's not any longer acceptable for you to believe one way or the other. If you don't think that there are multiple sexes beyond male and female, oh my gosh, you're incorrigible. You're not just stupid. You don't even deserve to breathe the same air as they do. And it just goes worse and worse and worse from there. We have got to take control and make sure the messaging in the United States across the board includes factual, truthful information about every important issue. We need to make sure that these sources, and this one's one of them, TNN Live is one, truthnewsnet.org is another one, Steve's, he gave you his websites and his Twitter page. These host all kinds of truthful information. And as you know from being here for many of you several years, we don't just post our own stuff. Story, main story up today. It's not original from truthnewsnet.org. And the story we just went live with just a minute ago about this very thing that Steve was sharing with us, it came from Steve Baker through the Blaze Media Network. Share the important things. Now, how do I know what the important things are? Think about this. If they're important to you, they're important to other people as well. Don't just automatically forward everything you have and everything you hear and get, but read it. Absorb it, watch it, listen to it, and make a determine a termination who in your circle needs to hear or see or watch that and give it to them, share it with them. There's too much going on and there's too little time to get our arms around it before bad things begin to happen. I don't know about you, but I don't need any more bad things happening in my life. I don't think any of us do. Let's move on with a few stories before we get to the end of the show today. A San Francisco politician who Elon Musk believes should be in prison, his words. Elon Musk says this person should be in prison, remained adamant about the cause of his city's homelessness crisis. And this guy says San Francisco's homelessness for the whole city is absolutely the result of capitalism. Now, you're not going to believe this. Representing the City by the Bay's Tenderloin neighborhood, 
San Francisco's Board of Supervisors District 5 rep, a guy named Dean Preston, is an only an outspoken Democrat socialist, but the first to be elected to the San Francisco board in decades. During an interview for the documentary, The Battle for San Francisco with the UK's Unheard, he shared some of his skews perspective as blamed capitalism instead of failed leftist policies for San Francisco's decline. Here's what he said. He said, I think what you're seeing in the Tenderloin District is absolutely the result of capitalism and what happens in capitalism to the people at the bottom rungs. He argued as his positions were pitted against those of author Michael Schellenberger, who penned San Francisco. That's a story he wrote about all of the homelessness and what's tearing downtown San Francisco apart. He continued, the biggest driver of why folks are on the street is because they lost their jobs, their income, or they were evicted from their homes, usually for not being able to pay the rent. So you have major landlords, he said, literally causing folks to lose their homes and real estate speculation, making it impossible for folks to find an affordable place to live. Additionally, the supervisor made a case that arresting drug users, removing encampments, is completely counterproductive. And the sporadic nature of those enforcements, like when Chinese President Xi Jinping visited, was inconsistent. I agree with that point. Meanwhile, as Schellenberger had shown through interviewing the hardly wanting indigent, San Francisco's policies had produced economic advantages for people to remain homeless. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, said a man named James, who had relocated from Texas to San Francisco, they pay you to be homeless here. Now, who pays them? That same board, this guy sitting on blaming capitalism for homelessness in San Francisco. The author had presented at the time that homeless individuals like the man he interviewed, they could pull in hundreds of dollars a week in welfare, trade food stamps for drugs, and not have to worry about covering rent. Despite that, San Francisco embarked on an image campaign. Symbolism, folks, not any substance. They call it, and it really is, an image campaign to bring back tourism as local shops struggle to contend with out-of-control shoplifting by locking away the majority of all their goods, Preston downplayed the combined homeless and drug crises that had led to 620 overdoses in just the first nine months of this year. 620. That's in that just one little part of downtown San Francisco. I don't think every instance of poverty or addiction or behavioral health issue is a safety threat or someone walking by, the supervisor said. I mean, there's a lot of people who are doing things that are very harmful to themselves on the streets who aren't necessarily a safety threat. Still, Preston maintained that with the rampant crime, I think we have a very, very bloated police budget all kinds of waste in the police department. I could cut $100 million out of the police department, he said. 
So he's now on the radar of billionaire Elon Musk, who has held the Keeping X headquartered in San Francisco, has repeatedly called out Preston by name, stating back in September, quote, this is Elon Musk, Dean Preston needs to be fired. He is arguably the person most responsible for the destruction of San Francisco. And then in October, said this, Dean Preston should be in prison for what he's done to San Francisco after the politician peddled similar claims about the cause of the city's woes. People have lost touch with reality. And why should we even be surprised? Tell me when was the last time that you turned on a television news show. Let's call it one of the network news shows. Just take your pick. I mean, you can go from one side to the other and find much of maybe information, but it's not just given to the American public as here it is, and then they just call it news and then move on. And they let you determine what the story details they they just gave you, what they really mean to the big picture of living in the United States of America. No, they can't do that. They have to denigrate every American. If you're not in media with them, if you're not in cahoots with them, oh my gosh, you're not worthy. You can't possibly have the knowledge and the expertise to determine what all this means. We've got to explain it to you. And it's not getting any better. One story. I saw this and I, I said, I got to tell, I, I don't know how long a segment with Steve was going to last, but I got to tell you about this. Remember, Joe Biden's doing everything he can to get up in the pockets and in the mind side by side with Chinese communist leader Xi Jinping. Guess what just happened? A Taiwanese pilot, Taiwanese pilot, is under arrest after he got caught planning to steal a U.S.-made helicopter and fly it to a Chinese aircraft carrier. The pilot was offered $15 million to fly the CH-47 Chinook helicopter onto a People's Liberation Army Navy vessel during a planned exercise. The plan failed when Taiwanese authorities arrested the officer only identified as Hisi in August. Hisi allegedly rejected an initial offer of about $6,350 a month to steal the heavy lift helicopter, but he acquiesced when the Chinese offered a $1 million down payment and $15 million total, while also agreeing to evacuate his family to Thailand. The Taiwanese Army has eight of those CH-47SD helicopters. They're, I don't know, 50, 60 million dollar helicopters. And China is trying to steal, not the technology. They want to steal one of these helicopters. You know what? If they get, if they get the helicopter, they have way beyond the expertise, and the ability to break it down 
piece by piece, part by part, and do exactly what they want to do. Create the same helicopter that we, the people of the United States, we paid for the development of technology, we paid for the construction and manufacturing, and they belong to us. Meanwhile, that dictator that Joe Biden, he adores, is paying Taiwan people to steal our military information and technology. Wow. Hate to end the show on a downer, but I thought we all need to think about these things. Guys, after all this, good news, bad news, guess what? We're in the Christmas season. That's what's important for now. With that note, I'll say again, thank you for being part of the TNN Live Truth News Network family. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning right back here. So long, everybody.